TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 434, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Greg, Traveler0972. Welcome ah! to the first. <laughs> and this is Tom. I'm executive producer of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University in Los Angeles. For all of those who didn't get that reference, look up Travelers. For all those that did, congratulations. <laughs> Very nice. Didn't see that coming. Woo-hoo. All right, let's start off with the news. First up, Apple... TV Plus has renewed C for All Mankind and Dickinson for Season 2, uh, which surprises no one, because if you only have four shows, you oh, basically you, renew them. You forgot the morning show. They did not renew, unless they renewed that earlier. Did they do that earlier? I thought, that, uh, my thing said that they picked up all four of their scripted shows. Oh, I, mine said only three. So I assumed huh. either the morning show was a limited series or... Or they had picked it up earlier, but it wasn't in the let listing me, that I saw. Let me see. You go off and investigate. And let oh, does anybody really count? Does anybody really care? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fresh off the boat will end at season six. Um, we yeah, it, it was picked. It was picked up. Sorry. Oh, it was okay. Cool. Uh, According we, to Variety, see for all mankind, Dickinson, and Morning Show. You're not let me uh, and Morning Show already had a two-season order. That's what I thought. That's why it wasn't listed in my article. See? Ha! I was right. <laughs> what ifs? Uh, <laughs> if you're hawing me about Morning Show, you have to actually <laughs> watch it. <laughs> I'm just hawing I'm you about who was right and who was wrong. Um, Weeds uh, sequel. I think they're calling it Weeds 2.0. Why? I know, right? The sequel yeah. that no one asked for. Is coming uh-huh. to stars because I, I I got nothing I, I I don't understand why that's a thing. Um, no, was that Duchovny? You're excited? No, was that Duchovny? No, that's no, that that's was Californication. Uh, and, yeah, thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, Green Arrow slash Canary spinoffs are getting a backdoor pilot, and no. it will include JJ Diggle. We already uh, we already have. Announced that? No, well, well, the Canaries one, I don't think so. I know the Green Arrow one. Yes, we did. It's it's all the same thing. It's the same series. Okay, well, yeah. I was confused. Never mind. Um, Gossip Girl reboot is getting Kristen Bell to be the narrator again. Uh, HBO Max Dune series, The Sisterhood, is looking for a new showrunner because their showrunner went off to do the Dune sequel because apparently. Dune, who that hasn't come out yet, has already been greenlit for a sequel, and wow. the showrunner for the series that was supposed to be on HBO Max has left his showrunning ability to go do that. So I feel like cart horse—that's a cart horse sort of situation. They better hope it's a hit. I know, right? Yeah. How do you get picked up as a sequel before you even air? I, I no, this isn't. This is a movie. Movie, yeah. Oh, movie. So, oh. so Dune the movie is supposed to be huge, and it has a great cast. It looks amazing. But it hasn't come out yet, and as we saw with Terminator Dark Fate, no one <laughs> could show up at the theater, and then you're screwed. 
And they're already Never going... was a movie so aptly named. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Fate. Um, and then this one, I mean, I'm going to be there for Dune, but I don't know who else is going to be there for Dune. Though they did I cast will. Jason Momoa, so there's that. Um, and I and it is it's definitely it's it's four four or five books. One two three. Right, oh, right. dude. Well, the there's. Seer- it was originally a trilogy that became a tetralogy, and then he kept cranking them out, and then his son kept making more. And well, I mean, trust the me, original... the first three are great. Stop there. <laughs> I'm too late. Do yourself a favor. Too late. I've already read the. Do pre- I've, I've read a lot. I read a lot of Dune. Um, uh, Mayans MC has been renewed for season three, and the Equalizer is getting a TV reboot starring Queen Latifah. And I'm like, Latifah? what? <laughs> and I was like. So instead of an old white man going around helping people in the neighborhood, we're gonna have Queen Latifah going around shooting people. I might be down for that. I'm not entirely sure. I just can't quite picture her as an action hero. I'm in for Latifah doing anything. She was a great Ursula on. Uh, She's a on really the, good actress. I'm not. I'm not. On, on the, on the Little Mermaid infomercial that was the launch the, yeah. for Disney TV Plus I or Disney really Disney Plus or whatever it's called. All right, uh, Tom, your news. My news. Let's see. Um, ABC has set two more live in front of a studio audience uh, specials. Well, it's one special, but two episodes of classic Norman Lear sitcoms. December 18th, the week before Christmas. They were not good. Sorry. Say what? I said they were not good. Good, continue. They got some Emmy noms. Uh, All in the Family and Good Times are up next. American Housewife and Bless This Mess were each picked up for six more episodes. Adam Scott and Ben Stiller are collaborating on a series for Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I heard you yawning there a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Olivia thinks of Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, CBS is, has greenlit a sports game show called Game On from executive producer James Corden with Keegan-Michael Key hosting. Hmm. Fox has announced that BH90210 is not returning oh, for season right. two. Who's surprised by that? Uh, F- Seriously, FX yeah. is going to produce original content for Hulu as part of their corporate synergy now that Disney has uh, controlling interest in Hulu. Or I guess they have control outright of Hulu. NBC has set a midseason premiere date, January 10th, for Lincoln Rhyme Hunt for the Bone Collector, based on the book series. Oh, wow. Uh, Netflix has tapped Zoe Saldana to star in a limited series from scratch based on Tim B. Locke's memoir. And uh, Universal yeah, Cable... I was say, didn't she... There's a co-star. I saw two names attached to that. For the Netflix thing? Yeah, it was Zoe I Saldana just, just and saw... uh, blonde, really... It's a blonde, famous woman that I'm blanking on. I saw her. Uh, never mind. I'll look it up. Continue. <laughs> and last thing I have... Uh, Kate McKinnon is going to star in an adaptation of the Zo- of the Joe Exotic podcast, and that will be produced by Universal Cable Productions, no outlet y- named yet. I would guess Peacock because, you know, hey, all the kids are doing it for Universal Cable Productions <laughs> and NBC Comcast Universal, but whatevs. I'm gonna oh, Reese talk. Witherspoon. Thank you. Re- Reese Witherspoon is producing. Okay, because I saw two picture, two people on that picture, and I was like, uh, who's the other one? All right, cool. Thank you. Now you've saged my curiosity. All right, let's go on with the shows. First up, we're going to talk about Watchmen, and this is episode three. 
And it cha- it's a little change of pace. Instead of following Regina King, we're following um, oh, Gene Smart. Gene Smart, whose character is from the movies and the comics. Uh, yes. And I now need to watch Watchmen again because I vaguely remember her character, but I don't remember her well enough to be like, oh, it's that character from that thing. But she's the blonde in the in the skin tight patent leather outfit. I don't to the remember. Butt. I don't remember that well. So I, <laughs> Silk I saw Spectre too. I saw the movie when it came out, and that was it. So and I read the comic right before I saw the movie, and so it's all kind of a blur to me right now. But I need to re- re- renew my un unblur my blurriness. But she either way, say, renew Gene your Sm- fangirl cred. Yeah, Gene uh, Smart. <laughs> Knocked it out of the park anyway. Like, that joke uh, that she started from the Gene beginning. Smart. Oh, man, that joke was fantastic. She tells it through the entire episode. And the punchline was kind of worth it. I was like, because I was like, where is this going? Um, and when you got to the punchline, I was like, oh, my God, that was funny. So, yeah, I liked it. Okay, do you want to hear my big revelation for last week's episode? Go ahead. The dude who keeps getting killed by uh, by Ozymandias? Yes. Ichabod Crane! <laughs> oh my goodness! That's why I recognize his Seriously. eyes. Seriously! Seriously! Without out, the beard, without, without the long the beard hair. And the long it's like, hair, oh my gosh! I kept thinking I knew his eyes, and I couldn't figure out why yes, I knew you his did. eyes. Because I stared longingly in his eyes. That's probably true. Tom Mison or Mison or however yeah, you pronounce yeah, his last yeah. name. And he, uh, wow, I've seen Mine more of him than I thought. I just blown. realized that. Because <laughs> 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 he was blue. Um, but yeah, I, I, that, oh, yeah, all right. I now see it. Now my mind is blown. Um, but let's talk about the the storyline and the conflicts, which is basically Jean Smart's character comes in, and she hate now she hates vigilantes and she hates masked everybody, including the masked police. She's all mm-hmm. about making people uncomfortable and finding out her truth or whatever. Because uh, his name is not Mirror. What is his name? The guy with the oh, mask. Looking Glass. Looking Glass. Is it- she really, r- yeah, it is looking good. She really rattled him. Like she came into oh, his yeah. pod and he was like stuttering all over himself. Um, she really got in his head, and I was like, "Whoa!" Well, she's kind of a legend among the, the you know everybody, yeah, everybody. And I get that. And then she has that, but she has that great scene at the funeral when that guy is like gonna blow himself up. And she shoots the guy in the head and the bomb's ready to go off anyway. Like he said, he was like, I've, I've attached the bomb to my heart. And she's like, usually guys lie about that. They... <laughs> she had me rolling. That was hilarious. And she's like, sorry. And then they, uh, she puts the bomb the body, in the grave with the body. And I was like, wow. All of that was fantastic. And then their confrontation in the uh, cemetery was really good. Gene Smart versus Regina King. That was a crazy matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, and Regina King tried to play it off like she wasn't rattled. But she, I, I like how they subtly showed that she was. Because she was like, haha, you can't do anything to me. I'm not rattled by you. And then she stalks off like she's all cool. But she totally left her glasses. The uh, cool x-ray vision glasses. She totally left them in the bay. Which meant she was rattled. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done to show that. 
Uh, this, I mean, wow. I mean, when the episode started, I was thrown off that we weren't following Regina King, and I didn't like it at first. But by the time you got to the end of the episode, I was definitely 100% on board. What did you think of, oh, I can't think of his name, uh, the senator. And that dude's in every, James or something. Yeah, he's smarmy. Um, and obviously, he tried, to, he like, he did something sort of brave, but I also feel like he might be one of the 7th Cavalry. Like, it, would it be brave if you knew the guy that was holding you hostage? You know, I feel like there's something, especially now that we've uncovered uh, what's going on with um, Don Johnson's character, it now makes me suspect mm-hmm. everyone. And so, because at first I was like, oh, that was really brave of him. But then I was like, it wasn't, he might be Seventh Cavalry's, in which case that's not that brave. Um, what did you think? What did you think about the the agent who's like the total fanboy? <laughs> well, I like that he stood his ground with her. He was like, "I'm a historian. I'm not a fanboy." And he he had he really is good, to a fanboy. Well, he had a good argument up until <laughs> he slept on. with her, and then I was like, "Okay, you lost all your cred now." Uh, which was, by the way, a little creepy. As much as I like Jean Smart, she's definitely old enough to be his grandmother. That was a little that was a little weird. I didn't like that part. Um, your thoughts? No, I thought it was, it, I, I've always, I've loved Jean Smart. I mean, I have too. After, yeah. Since began designing women, since her turn in the first Brady Bunch movie, and the fact that she continues to, um, she moves effortlessly between drama and comedy. I thought this was really an interesting episode because we're kind of deepening the mystery. And it reminded me a little bit of the, um, of the graphic novel in the shift of perspectives because we get the first two episodes kind of from Angela's perspective. And then we got this episode from Lori's and maybe the next episode will also be from Lori's, but it's interesting to see how this world is opening up with, uh, you know, this is the son of the person who passed the anti-vigilante act, the keynote. So I'm I'm looking for the dude's name and I'm forgetting it, but he's in tons of stuff. He has a series called Lone Star. He was, yeah, it was, the critics loved it, and it was canceled after two episodes. Yep. <laughs> he I was remember. also in the crazy ones with, with the late Robin Williams and Sarah Michelle Geller. But um, I just thought it was an interesting episode that was, you know, we, we, we took a slight pause with Angela's storyline because she becomes a background character in Laurie's storyline. But I really like that they're kind of emulating the, uh, the book's take on storytelling and yet we still get this whatever Vite is up to, and apparently not on Earth. Um, well, it's oh, just, what makes you think they're not on Earth? Because he's trying to get into space? Uh, just because there are little clues here and there. that they, It doesn't seem to be not not where we are. There's speculation. I was speculating on, we weren't in the right time. That was my guess. There's speculation on some of the uh, on some of the fan websites that he might be a prisoner of Doctor Manhattan on Mars. Well, I, we he's don't definitely know. a prisoner, but uh, where, when, I don't know. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, next up, let's talk about Batwoman and uh, what happened. Oh, this, this is... is where we we get we get Alice's slash Beth's backstory. Tale of woe. Her tale of woe. Well, it basically shows the trauma she went through to turn Mm -hmm. her into Alice, which I get. I understand she basically subsumed 
her Beth personality and became Alice in order to survive. I totally understand that. And I kind of get that she blamed her dad a little. Why she blames her sister, I don't understand. Um, because we see... Because she cray-cray. Because she... <laughs> we saw that she knew that they came and got very close to finding her. And it, it was... She decided not to call out to them, and I get why she didn't. I get all of that. Uh, all I can say is she's no Kimmy Schmidt, that's for sure. Oh, I didn't watch that show. I was like, wait, what? Oh. Yeah, okay. It, Kimmy Schmidt was held captive yes. by a sex cult. Yes, I, I do vaguely remember the setup of that story. Yes, yeah, she's uh, a little crazier than that. And then I loved how she, when she stabbed her dad, he was like, oh my God, it's really her. <laughs> it's like, now you believe it? Like before, no, but after she stabbed you, you're 100% on board. Okay. I don't know what to make of his character. He's all over the place, yeah. He's either really yeah, dumb I, I, or easily I, manipulated. I think, I think it's a writing problem versus an acting problem. Yes, I agree. Because it's like we can't de- we can't decide what our take on this character should be. But that's kind of important for the show. We really need to, you know, he's he he, he needs to be more firmly rooted because if we can't like him, that's really problematic. Right. And that's- it's already it's it's already tricky that Kate has a strange relationship with him to begin with. But yeah, these, what are we, four, five episodes in? He's just like a sine wave all over the place. Yeah, he's like, she's evil, can't be my daughter, blah, 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 blah. And then finally when the wife admits, I lied to you, manipulated you, then he's like, oh my God, it's my daughter and I love her. And she stabbed me, but that's okay because I love her a lot. And I was like, what? Okay. Um, I'm like, yeah, whatever, baby. Yeah, it's very confusing, and I, I really want the father daughter. I'm a sucker for that kind of relationship. So well, it's, you should, we should be right, and they don't quite nail it. Like it doesn't quite feel uh-uh. like it's there. Um, and that's really all this episode was about. It was it was a lot of flashbacks, some good ones, and we saw that the guy did it because his son couldn't be out with people, so he kidnapped a companion for his son. Super still creepy. Um, and for some reason, I was like, why is he cutting people's faces off? Okay, whatever. Crazy. Like, he's a crazy man as well. Um, Mm -hmm. but that's all this episode really was. And, but overall, I'd say it was good. It was good information to give you a feel for Alice. Um, who she is. No, you're disagreeing? What do you, what do you got? No, it was good. I'm just frustrated by the, because, because of the dad character. I mean, It's right. just, and arguably, he's the best actor on the show. <laughs> That's true. Arguably. All right. I well, just wish. He, he had a better thing to do, better stuff to do. A better plot line. Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the series premiere of His Dark Materials. And I love the setup. I mean, I read the books a long time ago, like a really long time ago, so it's like super vague. So I'm not going to be like, this is wrong and this is wrong. I don't remember. But I really do like the world building that they've done so far. Not a lot has happened, but they're very much all about explaining what's what, how magic or sort of things work, how people have souls and demons, and people or kids are getting kidnapped, and they're just like setting the pieces up, and it's still world building. And I really wish we had like two hours to finish the world building. 
but it was only one hour, so that's sort of sad. But I'm I'm definitely in. Tom? Hello? You're muted. I didn't watch it. I didn't like the movie. What? So. Well, the movie was terrible. I agree. And, and, I'm, and I'm not a fan of the books either, so. Did you read the books? Uh, I read the first one. <sighs> You're making me so sad. <laughs> Um, I thought that it was really good world building. It's got the girl from Wolverine, and she's fantastic. And it's got Ruth Wilson from um, Luther, and she's also fantastic. Luther, and wasn't she in The Affair, too? She was in The Affair. I didn't watch The Affair, so I can't say that anything about that. But she was amazing. And she's playing a baddie in this one, so I figure that's closer to her Luther persona. Um, But they, they... I would say if you want to give it a shot, wait till there's two episodes just so they can finish building the world and the environment. And it's got, it's not Ewan McGregor. What's the other one's name? Oh, I get them confused. The Hamilton dude. No, not him. I'm talking about. Oh, James, uh, James McAvoy. McAvoy. Mr. Tumnus. Yes. So McAvoy is in it as well. So it's got a really great cast. Uh, and it's going to have fighting polar bears. Come on, man. What's not the love about that? Uh, so I'm still I'm still bruised that the, that the movie's fighting polar bears beat Transformers 1 for special effects. Seriously? <laughs> Come on, Motion well, Picture Academy. I mean, Did you watch the, the movies? <laughs> well, the Transformers was terrible, too. So I'm like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, but it was, it was a terrible storyline, but the effects were good. Uh, all I'm saying is... Uh, they've done a really good job so far, and they've got an amazing cast. So, you know, give it a shot. Uh, I really like the pilot, but I, I would say that you need probably two episodes to really solidify that world. Uh, moving on, since apparently I'm the only one who watched it. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Rookie. And Greg watched that, right? I did. Yes, so this is the one where you get the notification that a nuclear missile is coming and everyone has 20 plus 30 minutes to get to shelter or you're all going to die. So that's one way to make LA panic. Um, But uh, was it you that were like, Oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. And I was like, dude, they did this in Hawaii. They're just doing a rip from the headlines. Yeah, because I was like, you know, because I don't watch 911 for that reason, because I think they've just gone over the top with, you know, disasters, you know, like right. planes crashing in the ocean, tsunami. Um, it was just ridiculous. So then when when the rookie was like, oh, we're going to have a ballistic missile heading to L.A., I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, they're going to have to, like, compete and top themselves. I guess well, they are not, competing with 911. That is true. Yeah, I guess nine one one still has better ratings. They I don't do by know. a lot, actually. Yeah, um, but but, but yeah, but I like the story. I mean, I, I'm glad that they, you know, that they actually pulled it, reined it down, so that it was something actually conceivable. Um, and uh, and uh, really, really, inter- really uh, interesting story with uh, characters like the judge when they were like, "Oh, there's a missile heading towards us. Is there a bomb shelter in this building?" It's like. Bomb shelter? No, there's no bomb shelter. <laughs> He's such a liar. He was <laughs> like, he was already in the apocalypse. He was like, there's only so much food and water in this bunker, so I'm not taking any riffraff. He lied yeah, to like, the cops. Like, yeah, like he, was he had like, already. I don't want any cops in my bunker. Only my friends. Like what? Yeah. 
Yeah, he totally pulled a Baltar from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. And then he pulled a gun on them and it was like, you're going to stay outside. I'm going to close this bunker door. I was like, what is wrong with you? This, it basically <laughs> shows you that people lose their minds when you, they think they're about to die. Like, they really go into extra mode and get ruthless. The judge seemed like a nice guy until it was like, you or me, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and I like that uh, they they were dealing with people panicking in different ways and trying to help them and stuff. So yeah, I thought it was a really good story. Yeah, they had the cult. Uh, they were about to kill themselves by jumping off the rooftop. Yeah, I didn't uh, care about those guys, though, to be honest. Uh, well, you know, you know, they're, you're always going to have those folks. Um, um, and then, like, course, ballistic and then, missile has come to take us into the next universe. I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, and I can't remember. Um, it's um, it's uh, the new uh, training officer. Um, oh, right, and her daughter. She went and got her daughter to safety. Yeah, yeah. She picked her daughter up from school. I mean, against you know visitation rights. Um, but to be and, fair, and, she thought a, a missile was coming. So. Yeah, but it's like okay, a missile is coming, so I'm going to take you to this building. Well, they had no. The, the police deep. station had stuff underneath. Like it was designed for stuff. Like they well, talked she about the... didn't take the daughter to the bunker. <laughs> the daughter was just coloring in like a room filled with <laughs> like with glass walls. I don't think that was very safe at all. It was still safer than her standing outside at school. Oh, okay. Okay, I guess I'm supposed to go along with that. Yes, you were. All right, okay. so overall, I'd say this week's episode of The Rookie was good, so thumbs up for me. Yeah. All right, next up, we're going to talk about Emergence. And this episode was complicated because basically everyone finds out the secret. Because I think last week's episode, the only people that knew that Piper was an AI was our main character plus the reporter. And the programmer chick, and the bad guy. So of the good guys, mm-hmm. there wasn't that many. And this week's episode, everyone pretty much finds out. Um, they needed to though, because yeah. especially the uh, the deputy, because as much stuff as he's done to protect her, right? He's risked his life. He's gotten shot at and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I loved his reaction, or therefore non-reaction. Like, <laughs> she was like, Aren't are you, you okay? like a little freaked out by this? Uh, like, that'll yeah. come later. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how he was considering it. I thought it. the twist yeah. ending was, let's jump to the twist ending. That was brilliant. I did not see that coming twist at all. Twist ending, what's the twist ending? That the dude is not appearing in her head. It's the woman pretending to be the dude. Oh, okay. Because she that's like in. Ooh, well, and the we've thing got is, a, we we, we've we got thought that she was like a good guy. Clothing. Yeah. We oh got no. To... Yeah, because she she basically you know positioned herself as like a whistleblower slash ally, and she's like the big bad, or at least a little bad. Well, the guy that's the head of the company is a pretty big bad too. Yeah. Even though they got him that's arrested said, on like at activation. least a little bad. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, she knows that some, the girl Piper knows something's wrong and she's getting upset. And we know what happens when she gets upset, like rooms explode. So, mm-hmm. oh, that metal stuff goes cray cray. Mm-hmm. So I'm liking where they're going with the story. I'm, I'm definitely in. I want to see what happens next. Um, 
I love that they're moving it quickly. Yeah, and I like the dad. Like, I get his perspective, which is very much like, uh, can you promise that our daughter's not in danger? And she's like, well, no. And no. He's like, okay, well, then I'm taking my daughter away. Then, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she didn't even have an argument. She was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm glad. I, another thing about this show is I'm glad they're not playing the ooh, you know, we have to do things because, you know, this is the star of our show. It's like, no, she's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she can see you know. when she's being wrong. She was like, you know what? You're right. Okay, let's do that. And I and I also like that they have the storyline with the father, like her father, you know, his whole cancer thing. And right. How he's just like, you know what? We already did chemo. We already did that. I'm not doing that again. Thank you. I'm out. Um, and he's going through a lot and I like how they have that playing along with the main storyline as well. So yep. that's all thumbs up. So I'm, I'm still in. Plus it's a great cast. Yeah. Including the kids. All right. Let's talk about, uh, this is us. And this episode was two dinners. I think that's, <laughs> and it, it had a dinner in the past where you had, uh, Pearson, uh, Jack, invites the his the teacher because he's feeling inadequate to the, 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 the sole black teacher at this Tony White private school. Right. Yeah. And he's feeling inadequate right now with Randall. I mean, it is that age where he's got questions, where Randall's got questions that he can't answer and he doesn't know what to do about it. Um, and the teacher is going a little out, out of control. Like... And he knows it. His wife was telling him. He was like, dude, you need to calm down. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that in the past dinner, it's the wives who are being reasonable. And in the present day dinner, it's the husbands who are being reasonable. Yeah, oh, I did yeah. notice that. I, I did. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. that was, yeah. I did because the wives were about ready to throw down. Like, they were, it was oh fists my were coming out, man. <laughs> it was crazy. Beth was, Beth was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, I, I hold, me were... hold me back. Hold me back. Yeah, when they were in the pantry, when, like, Randall was talking to Beth in the pantry, and there was like, what? You keep whining in the pantry? She's like, I have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. And he's, like, looking at her, and she's like, blah, 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 blah. And she's just like, like, when she walked out, like, the look on Randall's face, like, his eyes just got really big. <laughs> he was just like, I am not going to be able to control her. That was <laughs> And I like that the husbands started body blocking their wives. They were just like, okay, we, we, we need to take a time out. Seriously, they weren't grabbing them. They were very much just like, I will stand between you and hitting someone else. Let's just do that. Because y'all are out of control. Yeah. And and I don't quite understand. Like, I understood. Well, maybe because I know her character better. But uh, Beth, I understood where Beth was coming from. And I didn't understand why the other wife got so hostile so fast. Like, I was like, whoa. It like went, went zero to 60. Very, I did feel that Beth was taking offensive stuff that wasn't necessarily meant to be offensive, but that was already after her hackles got raised. Well, and the mom was... I think, but, oh, go I, ahead. If you take it from the mom's perspective, though, I mean, she has had to, like, part, you know, help take care of this baby. And so she blames, you know, because she kind of called um, uh, Deja, like, she was like the fast little Deja. And so it... it it gave the indication to me that she kind of blames the ex-girlfriend for the fact that, yep. you know, her son has to take yeah, care of it. I, I get, yep. I get kid, that, but... but she doesn't know Deja. 
at all. But still, she thinks she's a she's she's stereotyping. She thinks Deja's a type, right? And just lumps her in with that type, and you know, to her detriment and to Beth's and Beth and Randall's consternation. Yeah, I just felt like she got hostile really fast. I was like, whoa. I think a lot of it had to do though. What's fascinating is in the first in the first version, you basically have the professor, sorry, the teacher and his wife are kind of, you know, I mean they're they're upper middle class, and Jack's family is middle class but lower middle class working class. Right. Whereas in the present day situation. Randall and Beth are clearly upper middle class, and the other family is clearly working class. And that the class thing had a lot to do with it because basically, uh, Randall and Beth were were I hate to say subconsciously, but they were stereotyping uh, the boyfriend's family, right? Just as much as the boyfriend's family was stereotyping them as being bougie. Right. Well, so, they were bougie. I mean, that was that was bougie. correct. That was. She was like, they, "Are we bougie? Are bougie?" And it, it, she was like, "I think a little bit." And I was like, "Yeah, you are." Um, well, yeah. I mean, because even Randall was like, uh, "If there's anything I can ever do for you as councilman," you know, <laughs> well, was, you know I was like, "Really?" <laughs> yeah. They, and he they thinks he's issues. trying to be helpful, but he's kind of flaunting his power. Exactly. He's right. bragging. Yeah. And I love that. It's like, oh, uh, why don't we have a prayer? It's like, oh yeah, we pray all the time. And then the the girls like, no, the we girls don't. like, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> we don't go to church, Daddy. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's. Uh... I did like where they landed. That they agreed that they could keep seeing each other under certain parameters. Right. Yeah. Which was which was fair. Because it was going to go that way at all at the beginning. Yeah, she's 14, he's older, and he has a baby. So, yes, I get that. Yeah. Um, But they're cute. I don't know. I I wouldn't necessarily ship them, but they're cute. All right, let's move on. It It was... a really good episode dealing with race and class, as you say, in a really interesting mm-hmm. way. So definitely thumbs up for me. Next up, we're going to talk about Stumptown. And this was kind of like the Stump fallout. <laughs> this is the fallout from last week's episode where there's a kind of a divide between Dex and what's her friend's name? Uh, the bartender guy. Uh, it was like a fallout I'm between their, their relationship. And she's not sure if she can trust him, but... He's the only one that she's got on her very short list of people that babysit her brother. So that made stuff complicated. And then in relationship side, she's trying to date Hoffman, who's the cop. And then her old girlfriend shows up, who's obviously a bad influence. But, you know, you get nostalgic for the old girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. So I kind of got that. So she's trying to juggle all that together. So it was more, the episode itself was more relationship stuff and getting more into Dex herself than it was action mystery standard episode. Well, the the mystery was not much of a mystery. No, not at all. That's, I mean, the the mystery was like average C, you know, duh, of course it's the manager. But the relationship stuff, you know, one of my favorite relationship things was the captain and the food truck guy. Yeah, that was cute. And I liked at the end, she's like, you know I'm married, right? And he's like, well, I'm married. And she's like, okay, just so we're clear. (laughs) <laughs> collaborators no but i just like 
I'm waiting for I'm waiting for for a plotline that puts Cameron Mannheim in the case of the week. But just I love these two actors. I love the two characters, and I love the way that they they were basically. He's completely out of line, and she's ready to throw him out. And then he happens to mention, "It's like, wait a minute, did you make that mole?" <laughs> <laughs> and they bonded over that, and then they cut. You know, they 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 form a bond, and then an eventual friendship. Um, one of the things I love about this show is the supporting cast is so strong. They've cast actors that you would not normally see on a broadcast television show. It's kind of like the British model, where everybody doesn't have to look like they stepped off a, out, out of a, you know Hollywood magazine. Well, I was actually going to have... say that the uh, rock star she was not particularly attractive at all, and yeah. I was actually really surprised that they had her as the love interest. And I was like, really? She's she's like okay, but I mean, I think she but could it was sing. Re- I think she was a real like artists which is why they used her um and they actually played the attraction really well so i mm-hmm. bought it you know so i was like okay yeah i i agree they did totally use the english model on that but this was a good episode even though there was no there was not a lot of fisticuffs not a lot of car chases it was- like you said before the character relationships gray is the, is the uh, bartender's name. yeah okay yeah right so it was more, yeah, it was all, and then I liked that the brother was having fits, that he was, <laughs> he was like, dumping China everywhere, because Gray had a new girlfriend, and he was like, mommy and daddy are breaking up, I'm gonna have a fit, so, that was pretty cool. I I am really looking forward to this Thanksgiving episode in a couple of weeks, <laughs> when the two when the two couples are over, it's like, awkward! Well, I don't think Dex really has a thing for Gray. Like they already slept no. together and did that, so that's no. Over. But it's still going to be awkward because they're such good friends. They're they're very protective slash judgmental of the others, you know, choices of you know romances. Okay, I can see that. All right, well, let's move on. Next up, uh, Tom wants to talk about evil. Yeah, if you're not watching evil. Because it's too scary for you. That's me. Hey, the solution, Lydia, watch it in the daytime. That's what I do. <laughs> but no, th- I don't this know if that would ep- help. <laughs> this week's episode was significant because in the past two episodes, Leland, uh, played by recurring guest Michael Emerson, had insinuated himself into uh, the mother's, Christine Lottie's, love life. Fully knowing that, you, you know that the daughter's going to find out. And when she did... She cut him like she put a butcher knife to his neck, swiped it and said, you have 20 minutes to get to the emergency room. Wow. <laughs> it's like and I'm like, whoa, baller. But um, <laughs> it's just it's a fascinating show. It's uh, it's kind of the flip side of God friended me. <laughs> <laughs> so and it and it and it's 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 is unsettling there, is, enough is that serious? I watch it during the daytime. Is it serialized? There are serial threads, yes. Hmm. But right. I mean, each episode is pretty much standalone, but there are continuing story pl- story threads, arcs, whatever you want to call them. Well, it got renewed for a second season already. So. Oh yeah, it, it's the first pickup of first new show this fall that got picked up. Period for next year. So, right. which which gives them a lot of luxury to start planning stuff long term. Okay. 
All right, uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Good Place, and we're cranking up to the series finale. And they had a little ticking clock on this episode where apparently it's been a year, and they've had all this time to improve the people in the neighborhood, and it looks like they failed. It looked looks pretty bad there. Um, I don't I don't think they succeeded in their experiment, especially because Simone like ditched that dude and was like, nope, not risk my life for that guy. Uh, and I like that Cheedy was the only one who who was willing to do it, except Cheedy's not part of the experiment really, so his change doesn't count. Um, so they're basically just showing that their group of four were able to improve. But this other group, and I think it's really about Eleanor more than I think it's about Chidi. I think Eleanor's the, the 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 centerpiece that allows the group to change more than anything else. I think that's what they're missing. But that's just my opinion. But I at least like the fact that they're they were drawing the parallels between the first group kind of figuring out that this wasn't the good place, and oh, now right. the, new- the second group figured it out. I was like, oh, figured out this is not the good place. So I like the way they were kind of uh, peeling the layers of the onion uh, for that. Well, I thought it was also hilarious that idiot was like, well, that's because, you know, I'm going to the best place. And they're like, no, you're not, you idiot. (laughs) They're like, of all people in in here, you can't possibly believe that you're going to the best place. And And the thing that's crazy is he really genuinely thinks he's a good person. That was the thing that was crazy to me at the end where he's, um, like, having his breakdown He's like, what do you mean I'm not a good person? Of course I'm a good person. He's like, do you mean I'm not a good person? Like, it, it was crazy. It's like, how could you not know you're not a good player? He, ugh. Anyway. But I thought they did a really good job. Uh, I have no idea how the series is going to end. I think we only have, like, what, four episodes left? Maybe? Uh wow. So it's, we're coming, we're cranking to that end really fast. I just need Cheaty to get his memories back, please. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't like yeah. it and, memories. And Eleanor's already doing Enterprise rent a car commercials, so <laughs> she's moved on. Well, so did uh, <laughs> the woman who plays Janet. Has she just she just got picked up in a new series as well? Oh yeah, and Tahani's got a game show now. She's got a game show. What? Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, overall, uh, I'm liking where the season's going, and as usual, I have no idea where it's going. All right, next up, we're going to talk about Legacies, and this is episode four. I don't remember the name of the episode. What happens in episode four? MG, uh, like, records uh, to show that the vampire... Lizzie and Sebastian and records that he's not there. That that, that he's really not there. Um... And, of course, Lizzie takes it very well. Yeah, and Alaric... I was being sarcastic. You were supposed to disagree with me on that. Oh well, no. She's 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 off the deep end. She like thinks she's in love and everything. I don't I don't know what her deal is. You know, I would think, I would think. You know, I mean, I guess you can say that they kind of re they kind of rewinded the characters a little bit because of hope, like being erased from people's memory. But oh, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. But based on all the, you know, but you know, Landon knows that he's a phoenix, so obviously they're not completely rolled back. So I, I just thought that her reaction was a little over the top, but well, no, uh, she remembers all. You don't remember in season one, she had she's had mental breakdowns before. 
And so she thinks she's having another mental breakdown. That's why she's freaking out. Oh, you know, yeah, I was asking myself about that. Uh, like, I didn't know the backstory to... Did you she... not watch season one? Yeah, I saw season one, but I remember having... I mean, she In was just... Pilot, she had a she was kind of like an inferiority complex. No, with, she has with serious mental... Hope, wasn't it? serious... No, she has serious mental health issues. She had oh, really? a mental breakdown in, in the pilot, and she went away to Europe for several episodes with her mom to go through therapy. Oh. So she has mental issues, and that's why she's freaking out so hard, because she thinks oh. it's getting worse. If she's imagining oh, she... someone, so this is like really, really, this is really, really much worse than she thought. So that's why she's freaking out. Hmm. So okay. get off Lizzie's back. Get way off her back, man. Okay, fine. Um, Alara <laughs> uh, gets a restraining order, uh, which is kind of weird because how can he have a restraining order from going to school if that's where his daughters are? Uh, well, um, he does have the option of taking his daughters out of the school, I suppose. And then he finds that the sheriff has been doing background checks on him, but then she's like, oh, I was just doing a background check on you because I want to ask you out on a date. As you do if you're a cop. <laughs> that's a little creepy. Right. Yeah. So, so uh, any other thoughts about what was the monster? Well, well, the I guess the one thought was I was you know I guess um, hope uh, hope and Landon have their scene and it's like Landon is supposed to be dating um, Josie, Josie, but he was grabbing Hope's like face and everything, and I was just kind of going. Uh, your girlfriend's in the next room, and <laughs> so I, so I'm just kind of wondering: Are they gonna? Even though I guess hope was erased from memory, are they gonna try to make some story about? Well, but subconsciously he kind of knows that he's still in love with hope, or something like that. I don't know. What was the monster? Uh, there was a monster. There's always a monster, dude. Every episode, there's always a monster. I do oh. believe it was the Japanese. Oh, yeah. no, it was a demon. It was a demon. They had the Japanese demon that was inside the Japanese warrior samurai. Right. Yeah, and so they just had the whole. It's a yeah. It's the trope of being of everybody of all the regular characters getting possessed. I will say that the girl who plays Josie actually speaks Japanese, so she wasn't just. Oh really? Yep. She yeah, and I kind of. Yeah, and I kind of call foul on that. It's like, you know, every language has changed dramatically over time. So Oh, that's true. He's ancient samurai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no one's going to understand his dialect in Japanese at all. Yes, that's, yeah. that's probably true. But the actress does speak fluent Japanese, so that's kind of cool. She's, I think, one-fourth Japanese. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? Uh, no, no, any it was a good app. for the future? Oh, you always ask me that. Why I know, because I want to see if you get it right. No, I'm just following the, just enjoying the story. Uh, I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know why, um, these, you know, creatures are coming around because Malivore doesn't need to be freed from the pit anymore or something. Well, I guess he still needs Landon's body, but I don't know what's going on. I really don't. <laughs> As a viewer, I have no idea. All right. All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about how to get away with murder. 
and uh, we are coming up to the end of it this season, and everybody's murders are coming back. They did a whole uh, restorative justice case. So instead of arguing the case in front of a jury, you just sit around the table and hear from all the victims and witnesses, and everybody gets to speak, including the... Uh, the murderer gets to speak too and it was actually pretty emotional i have to say like when the grandparents got to talk and then when he got to talk i was a little misty so i appreciate them actually even showing that as a possibility and our boy from um good lord cass anvar he's on the sci-fi show we were just talking about it Help me out, Tom. The Expanse. Yes, thank you. So he is the new love interest for Annalise Keening. And I was like, I really, I was like, I was wondering, I was like, so Cass Amphar is the pretty boy that is hitting on Annalise. That's kind of cool, man. He's graduated. He's now a big boy. And they, they had a, they had a really nice dance. I really appreciated the whole, he had to have patience to talk her into going on a date with him, and I think he nailed the date. I was like, look at you. Uh, Greg, your thoughts? Um, well, I thought it was a good episode. There, there is one part that I'm confused about, though. It's like um, Nate um, is really pushing this whole... Um, Wrongful death. You know, yeah, and but the thing is, I mean, even Annalise knows, because they pinned everything on the DA that Nate actually strangled to death. Right. And so like, if they if, start investigating, it's going to come out that he actually murdered that dude. Yeah. And so why? And so I don't get why he's pushing, you know, the wrongful death for his dad, you know, when well, he knows that the governor my, actually called in the murder for his dad. His the, the governor killed his father and he knows right. that. And he wants because he, he was wrong. He killed the wrong person. Yeah. And so now he wants the right person to pay for it. So, so he's uh, got so, blinders on right now. Okay, so I guess he doesn't care if everybody finds out and he gets thrown in jail. He um, just wants long, the governor to pay. He gets the governor. Right. But of course, she's got hitmen and killing people left and right, which is Annalise's point. Annalise is like, even if you do get your day in court, she's going to just kill you. Um, Just like she kills your dad. So stop it. Exactly. Uh, when did what's confusing me? When did Frank decide that Bonnie was the it? When he was chasing after Laurel Ugh, for ever, for ever. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, he, I mean, he's been going back and forth between Bonnie and. Well, and... he's never been acting like he's in love with Bonnie. He slept with Bonnie a bunch, but I oh, never yeah. felt like it was serious. You know what I mean? And never felt like, oh my god, I love her. It was more like, well, you happen to live in the house that I'm in, so sure, I'll sleep with you. That's how <laughs> I've always felt that that relationship works. Um, yeah. Oh, and he apparently uh, mends very quickly because he just got beat oh, with right. it. right! He was in the hospital! And now he has, like, no bruises and he's lifting weights in the middle of the living room. Right. And it's just <laughs> like, hey, check out my, my abs. I was just like, dude, weren't you just like almost dead five minutes ago? Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't understand that. And then, oh, I can't remember who the new guy's what the new guy's name is. Pretty boy, new, the new guy, the new Wes, but his name is not Wes. Whatever his name is, 
He got into a fight with Asher in the middle of the hall in the courtroom, and how did they not get arrested? They were really fighting. Yeah, and then it was like they just cut to a next to the next scene, and they're and it's over. I don't. I I guess figure out what to do. Um, that was a little ridiculous. Uh, and I like the fact that uh, Michaela was like, you know what, I'm not dealing with either one of you right now. And I was like, that is the correct course. So. I'm happy with where Annalise is right now, and really, Annalise is the only person I care about. I don't care about the rest of those guys, and uh, I really kind of want her to give. Oh, who's her boss at the law firm? Uh, Tegan. I actually really want to give her, let her, you know, give Tegan a try. Tegan has been chasing her for two seasons, <laughs> two seasons. <laughs> And Annalise has been flirts with her a little bit, but never goes on a date with her. I mean, to be fair, Tegan is now is a hundred percent her boss now, so she shouldn't. Yeah. Like, I get why she shouldn't. Yeah, but... and she's broken as Annalise. And Annalise is broken, but she's giving Cass Anvar a shot. I really like Tegan. That's all. <laughs> I'm sad. I'm just sad that Tegan seems like right now has no shot whatsoever at Annalise. And, I, and she just keeps leaving her sad voicemails. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, yeah. She's drinking by herself in her office. I know. That's not. That's not good. Um. But hey, are, uh, is this like the last season? Yeah, yeah. It's wrapping up. It's about to end. Oh, okay. it's a, so... And the way they're leading it, it looks like it's going to end up with Annalise's murder. Like you know, when they show the flash fours, it looks like Annalise is the one that's, that's dead. They've shown the funeral and everything. But right. I feel like that might be a misdirect, like Annalise broke town and faked her own murder. But I don't know. Yeah, because she's been talking about just leaving the country. Yeah, but she's talking about leaving the country because she thinks somebody's going to kill her. Right. So I don't know. I don't want. I don't want the series to end with Annalise's death, please, because she's the only one who hasn't killed anybody on this show. Everybody else in the show deserves to die before her. <laughs> Everyone uh, else is only a murderer, and she's yeah. not. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the blacklist. And what the heck happened on the blacklist? Oh, uh, we got oh, rid of it... my favorite new character. That's what we did. Boo. What? No, this was the AI. Yeah, I know. But we got rid of my favorite new character, which was the black woman, who was oh, Red's yeah. new companion. She... And he tested her loyalty, and she absolutely failed the test. And I was like... Dude, Red is testing you. Like, I wanted to yell at the screen. Like, come on. Obviously, Red is testing you. Um, Yeah, I I was sort of surprised because I think he did actually like her. I was surprised that he just ended up putting a bullet in her. But uh, well, I mean, his thing is if he, if, if he can't... Tr- and also, his speeches to her were very poignant. It was like, trust is the only thing you have in this world. And if you can't trust someone... Then but I was like, uh, and then everything that was going on was about trust. And I was like, come on, pay attention. He's testing you. Yeah. Um, and so, do they really have to replace Agent Navabi with another character? Well, um, I have I to say, she's kind of interesting. She went uh, feral. I was like, whoa. Um. So that was yes. at least interesting. I, I mean, yes, I don't was. necessarily like her. I like Navabi a lot better. Um, so we'll see. I just, I was just mad that they killed the other woman because I was really starting to like her. 
Yeah, and now we've had, what, at least a couple of episodes with no Katarina, you know, main storyline happening, so I'm not well, sure. Well, the preview for next week is all Katarina. She, oh, okay. Her and Red get into a huge fight on the phone, and she's like, I'm tired of men deciding my destiny. And then she's like, I'm taking this into my own hands. And you, they show her, like, at uh, what, Elizabeth's front door with, like, a gun or something. So it's all coming down. Okay, good. Good. I hate filler episodes. That's true. I do too. All right. So that's about it for that, right? Yes. But I do kind of call foul on like, um, cause, um, Asian most by like, um, he gets in the room, you know, with the AI and the AI is like talking to him, of course, you know, like war games. Right. But the AI is like, I have to die or else humanity dies. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. But no, and he is like, there's no screen anywhere on there where you can actually see what you're typing. And he just walks up to the keyboard and just starts typing stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> like, who decided? He is a master hacker. You know, master, I decided, say. <laughs> who decided that that was going to convince an audience that he was trying to, like, act the, the artificial intelligence? I was like, that that looks silly. I, what don't... I call file on is his new girlfriend. I can't stand her. Oh, Yeah. What's up with that? Breaking into people's houses? Yeah, I can't stand her. Nope. And she's like, it's a deal breaker if you can't break the law with me. And I was like, all right, later. <laughs> what? Ah, she's terrible. Yeah. Um, and look at it. Her husband, she got her husband sent up in a wheelchair. So you don't want to hang out with her. Right. But he is kind of a goody two-shoes. So maybe this kind of gets him out of his shell a little bit. Um yeah, you breaking know. the law as an FBI agent? Sure. Whatever. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, well, I, I generally fast-forward any scene he has with his new girlfriend because I just can't stand those scenes. Well, Agent Wrestler has a history, so maybe they're trying to spruce up you know, his character somewhat. Nope, I like him the way he is. Thank you. All right, well, let's move on. And that's about it. Oh, Tom, real quick. Do you yep. have anything to say about Titans? Why should we be watching Titans? Give us a plug. Their road to Nightwing has begun in earnest. Okay, if I cared about that, sure. I just and don't like who, that actor. I don't like that, that actor at all. Oh, uh, Brendan Thwaites? Yeah, he's terrible. Oh, he's fine. He is not. He's the opposite of that. Well, and I'm sorry, who is Nightwing exactly? <laughs> Oh, Greg! I know, I know. Wow! At least, at least you can't say like I know who Nightwing is. I actually have a little figurine of Nightwing in my office. So, uh, I know. a figurine? You mean an action figure? Well, it, actually, it's not an action figure. It's actually a figurine. Okay. Ha. Okay. I know the difference. Um, there, there's some good bonding. Mo- there have been some good bonding moments between Superboy and Beast Boy the last couple episodes too. Uh, I can't stand Beast Boy, but I don't. I haven't met. Uh, oh my gosh! Then <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm not watching the show, man. Um, I haven't met Superboy yet. I am curious, and I haven't met Aqualad yet. So I'm and Crypto's awesome. <laughs> I'm Crypto curious awesome. about the new characters, but they didn't sell me with the old characters. I only liked half of them from season one. Well, so, they they literally have doubled the size of the cast for season two. So and I, yeah, and I know I already know I like Bruce Wayne, so he's fantastic. So we get a lot more of him, right? Because there's a Bruce Wayne episode that I haven't watched that I need to watch. 
It's a trip. All right, fine. I'll probably watch I have Bruce Wayne. Three movie. syllables for you, Batuzi. You're welcome. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't either. <laughs> Look it up, Batuzi. Okay. Adam West. Okay. All right. Uh, so if you guys have any questions or comments, you can send them to tvcampfiregmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You listen to us on playradio.com, Krypton Radio. We now listen to iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.